your Bibles with me this evening and, and open to the book of 1 Corinthians and chapter number 9. We'll take our scripture reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 9 this evening. Very appropriate last verse there to that, to that seventh hymn that we sung. Fill me, O Lord, with thy desire for all that know not thee. And tonight, that, that is really the theme, the thought that we'll be looking at, a, a desire for the lost. I don't know if you are a Christian or not tonight, but if you are, then there ought to be something in us. There ought to be something in our hearts and our souls that burns to see the lost, to see the unconverted brought to Christ. If we are people who know that there is an eternal place called hell, and if we really believe that people are going to die and go there, then it ought to change every conversation we have. And as I consider that even now and thinking about it as I've looked at this passage of Scripture that we'll look at in a moment, I'll be the first to admit that I'm, I'm not driven to reach those who don't know Christ the way I ought to. I know that in my own heart, in my own mind, my desire for the lost to come to Christ is not near what it ought to be. And it is far, far, extremely far from the heart of Christ who desires the lost to come to Him. 1 Corinthians chapter number 9, you're, you're very familiar with this book, no doubt. Uh, a, a book written to a, a church, a real group of people who had a lot of struggles and a lot of issues. And, and much of this epistle, this letter of the Apostle Paul to this church, to these Christians in Corinth, is dealing with those issues. Varied um, from doctrinal issues to, to great and disgusting sin that was in the church. Um, Paul wrote to deal with that. And no doubt, a, a heartbroken man um, with a, a great desire to see these Christians who, who he says er, er, early in, in Corinthians were, were still carnal. He desired that they would be spiritual. They were still living a carnal life, still lacking uh, the ability to eat the meat that they should be at this point in their Christian lives. And uh, I, I hope that's not you. I hope that's not me one that has not seemed to grow. Uh, but one of the issues that he was running into was, was that they were uh, really accusing him in comparison to some of the men who were in their church, leading their church there in Corinth, accusing him of, of not really being uh, an apostle of Jesus Christ. And uh, some of the, the men that had, had, had come into the church, whether they were Judaizers or, or just deceivers I don't know that's debated but they had come and they had accused Paul of not being the man he said he was and so through the throughout the epistle he defends his apostleship he he, he really says you are the 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 seal of my apostleship um, he, he says that 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 he is a true apostle of Jesus Christ that he has been commissioned by him and and he comes to the point where in verse number 19, he, he is now speaking uh, about the, the freedom that he has as this apostle, as this man of God, and, and, and that through that, 
he, he has then became and made himself a servant to all. Let's, let's just read it. 1 Corinthians chapter number 9, verse number 19, and, and we'll read to the, to the end of the chapter, though our main text will be found in verse number 22. The, the Word of God says, Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says this, For though I be free, free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. And unto the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without the law, as without law, being not without law to God, but under the law of Christ, that I might gain them that are without law. And to the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you. Know you not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible I therefore so run, not as uncertainty, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. And we know that the Lord will add His blessing to the reading and hearing of His Word. I draw your attention to those words in verse number 22, really the, the end, the, the latter part of the verse it says this Paul says I am made all things to all men that I might by all means save some when we think of the Apostle Paul when I think of the Apostle Paul I I think of a man who undoubtedly is one of if not the greatest the most successful the most world-changing missionary of all church history when you think of the, the things that the Apostle Paul did, the places that the Apostle Paul went, the churches that the Apostle Paul established, the men that the Apostle Paul uh, discipled, there, there really is no one that seems to come compl- even come close to comparing to the Apostle Paul. He's a man that in, in every respect seems to be head and shoulders above the rest. He traveled extensively to reach the lost. That was his desire to go. If you look at the book of Acts, you find uh, the Apostle Paul traveling everywhere. Turn there with me to Acts chapter 14. and The Apostle Paul does three specific missionary journeys that we know of uh, in, in, in the, the, the book of Acts and no doubt many other places that are mentioned uh, slightly here or there. And we know that he went to Spain. We know, of course, that he goes to Rome and the, the end of his life as a prisoner, we know that he even writes many of his letters from, from prison. But after his first journey, the, the scriptures tell us here in Acts chapter 14, starting in verse number 21, that really give us a pattern. We could call this Paul's missionary pattern. What, what is a missionary? We often think of missions and, and, and people going to reach the lost, but what is it? This is, this is the pattern that the Apostle Paul seems to follow here in verse number 21. And when they had preached the gospel, that's really where it starts, uh, a missionary 
or, or an apostle, literally a sent one, is one that preaches the gospel. And uh, there are many today in our world that want to call themselves missionaries who, who raise support, who raise funds to go to a foreign country to establish a well ministry or to establish some sort of uh, help ministry where they bring clothes to the poor. But if it's not rooted in the gospel, then it's not biblical missions. It's just a humanitarian cause. And though those things are good, they, they lack the greater need. It's one thing to, to take care of somebody's physical needs. It's one thing to, to feed someone's mouth, to feed someone's stomach, physical stomach. But, but the great desire of a missionary and of the church, the body of Christ, is to reach people's souls, to reach their spiritual needs. And that's what Paul is saying here. They, they had gone and they had preached the gospel to that city, and they had taught many they had taught them. They, not only did they preach, but they, they gave them doctrine. They gave them uh, scripture. It, it was more than just Jesus Christ loves you and has died for your sins, but it was, it was now here, continue. Grow in your faith. Be more, as, as, as he's fighting in Corinthians, be more than a carnal Christian. Be more than one that just uh, drinks milk. Be one that has meat. He taught them. And then it says they returned again to Lystra. So they, they went back to some of the churches they had established, to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch. Verse number 22, confirming the souls of the disciples. They, they, they confirmed, they, they, they went and saw that they were growing in their faith. They tested them in a, in a way and exhorted them, exhorting them to continue in the faith that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. They exhorted them and told them, hey, trials are coming. Trouble, trouble, tribulation will follow the saints. Verse 23, and when they had ordained elders, this is that, that pattern, they, they preached, they taught, they visited again, they confirmed the souls, they exhorted, then they ordained elders. They, they established churches. Really, as, we, as many of you were here last week and we saw uh, our, our dear brother Tristan White ordained to be a leader in that church, to be a, a pastor, an elder, a bishop, whatever word you choose, Tristan was, we, we recognize as a church that the Lord has His hand upon him in that, ch in, in, in that church in Welshpool and, and as a man of God. It's really an ordination from the Lord, but we recognize that as a church. They ador or, or, ordained elders in every church. Many churches, many elders, and had prayed, notice that, and had prayed with fasting they commended them to the Lord on whom they had believed. And after they had passed throughout Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia. And when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down into Italia and then sailed to Antioch from whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the works which they had fulfilled. And when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all the things that God had done with them and how He opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. They came back and they shared with the church that they were sent out of, here's what God has done. Here's what God is doing. And here's how we've been able to be involved. And that, that is really, you, you read those verses 21 um, to 27 and uh, to 28 to the end of the chapter. You see there this, this pattern that the Apostle Paul really follows and, and going throughout and establishing churches and reaching the lost and preaching the gospel and trying to make a difference 
in, and at that time Asia Minor, the Mediterranean Sea, the Apostle Paul was going with the Gospel. But really at the heart of it is what you find when you look at Paul's missionary pattern here. The heart of it is, is this, no doubt, establishing churches. But it is really this, it is that, that, that first thought, preaching the Gospel and reaching the lost. The Apostle Paul had a, had a desire in his soul to reach the lost with the Gospel of Jesus Christ. You see that in, in, in the great book of Romans. A, uh, Paul's, Paul's Mount Everest, if you will, his, 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 his greatest work in, in so many ways, no, no doubt inspired by the Holy Spirit as all of his epistles. But Romans 1 Verse number 14, Paul says, I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise, so much as as in me I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greeks. Paul said, I'm not ashamed. This is, this is the one thing, the one element, the one per, per, pushing and, and constraining thing in my life. No doubt, for the glory of God, that was his ultimate goal, why we've all been created. But the one thing that he was going to do is preach the gospel. He said, he said that to, to, the, to the churches. He said, I, I've known nothing among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That was his goal. And as you read this in verse number 22... Uh, of 1 Corinthians 9. He, he gives all this around it. He, he, he makes this single point. He, he says, I made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. But if, if, if you boil it down, if you, if you pull the prepositional phrases out and you just look at what Paul is saying there, he says this, that I might save some. That I might save some. He, he's, he's going to, he, he wants to reach all men. He wants to become all things. He's going to use all means. But it is for this singular thought that I might save some. Now, obviously, he, he, he does not mean that he is going to save them. The, the, the point is clear that as, as we read here and, and the verses following or, or before, uh, prior to it, you'll see here five times that the Apostle Paul says that I might gain the more. First, he says in verse number 19 at the very end that I might gain the more. In verse number 20, he says that I might gain the Jews. At the end of verse 20, that I might gain them that are under the law. In verse number, I'm sorry, yeah, ver under the law. Verse number 21 at the end, that I might gain them that are without the law. And then in verse 22, that I might gain them that are weak. You know what Paul was saying? He's saying that I might save them, that I might gain them, that I might reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul had a desire in him to reach the lost with Jesus Christ. Now, this is not a, a new idea to the Scriptures. If you read um, the, the Word of God, you, you'll find that it, it goes far before the Apostle Paul that the lost of this world would know of God the Father, the Creator God, and, 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 and eventually... Uh, 
in the Old Testament, the anticipation of this Redeemer, this, this Jesus Christ who would be the Savior of the world, the Emmanuel that is prophesied in, in the prophetical books, the, the, the seed of David that we see in the historical books. This is the, the Messiah that will come that is, is revealed to us all the way in Genesis chapter 3 as, as Satan will be crushed under the foot of the seed of the woman. This is the Messiah. This is what the, the Bible is about, about a, a Savior who has come for a, a broken world. It is not a new thing that the Apostle Paul desires to reach the lost. That the Apostle Paul desires to see broken people healed before a perfect God. That's, that's not new to the Scriptures. The, the, the most famous verse probably that comes to my mind is Proverbs 11.30, He that winneth souls is wise. Or maybe the words of Jesus Christ, Luke 19, verse 10, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. What was in Paul's heart, this desire to see the lost people come to Christ, was something that was in God's heart long before the Apostle Paul ever made it personal to him. But, but I, I want to ask this question tonight. Is this desire to reach the lost with Jesus Christ, uh, with, with the, the work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, is it a desire that's in your heart? Do, do, do you and do I, as Christians, as ones who profess to be born again, who, who profess to have been changed by this message, do we have a desire to reach others with the love of Jesus Christ? I, I, I think, and I believe that amongst our church, I, as I look amongst the faces that are here tonight, and, and many of you who I know are laboring actively uh, week after week and in different ways and, and investing your own money to, to, to go and see different nations, different parts of the United Kingdom reach with the gospel, I believe that we do have a church that has a desire to reach the lost, but but I wonder to what extent, to, to 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 how much are you willing to give for that desire to reach the lost with Jesus Christ? Now, this is what the Paul, the Apostle Paul gives, and he really gives in these verses, I, I think, a model of how to win souls. Now, he doesn't give it um, uh, totally, and, and and we could say uh, just the Apostle Paul's model for for reaching the lost with 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 the gospel of Jesus Christ, that I might save some. Now this is, this is not a ABC, pray after me, here's the gospel message, be saved. This is not, and then in the scriptures you don't see that. You never see a pattern that is given in that way. If you pray this prayer, then you are a Christian. And I, I, I think there is a, a great danger in that kind of approach to sharing the gospel that we we say you know to someone if you would just pray these words and 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 they have no clue what they're saying and how how many of testimonies have you heard of of young men and young women who who say they they sat down with an auntie or an uncle who who told them they were a christian because they said these words that that is not the model that that i'm I'm talking about here It, it is a it is a model for his life now, the gospel message is, is simple. It's believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins. Believe on Him. But, but Paul here is speaking about 
the way he was going to order his life that he might reach people. That's the kind of model I mean. Not, not, a, not a, a, a steps to salvation model, but how the Apostle Paul was going to order his life that he might reach people. And, and I wonder tonight if you would take your own life, if I would take my own life, and, and, and put it beside the Apostle Paul's. Now I know he's not our chiefest example, and we'll see that. There's a much greater example who, who in all these ways is superior to the Apostle Paul. But I wonder, how do you measure up? When you put your life beside the Lord Jesus Christ, how do you measure up? Now, I, I know you and I will always, as we examine ourselves, utterly fail in comparison to Jesus Christ. But tonight, might we see in some way an area where we might grow. No, notice this. For, first of all, that I might by all means save some. That I might save some. First of all, notice this. That the gospel and his pursuit was to all men. Now, I'm, I'm going to change the order of the, the, the verse here a bit, and I, I, I hope that you will give me the liberty to do so without taking from the Word of God. But his desire was to reach all men. The Apostle Paul did not limit it to the Jews. Now, we know that the Apostle Paul, Paul was, was, was given that that liberty, he was, he was born a Roman citizen, but he was born in, in, in a Jewish home. He was uh, a Pharisee of the Pharisees. But his desire was not to reach simply the Jews. We know that the Apostle Paul was, we, we call him often the Apostle to the Gentiles. He, he had a specific call in his life to the Gentile nations, to those who were not Jewish. But he, he, he was not going to reach only the Gentiles. The Apostle Paul had a desire to reach all men. When you read these verses, the, the ones before and the ones following, he says this, though he was free, though he had the liberty to be who he needed to be, yet he was willing to make himself a servant. Why? That I might gain the more. And, and so he gives these, these different groups. He says, unto the Jew became I as a Jew. Unto them that are under the law, became I as under the law. To them that are without the law, I became without the law. To the weak, I became the weak. See, the Apostle Paul didn't look at people like you and I do on the outward appearance, appearance and think, oh, well, that person, well, they come from a, a, a lower pay grade than I. I'm not going to stoop to their level. No, the Apostle Paul was no respecter of persons, you could say. He, he did not look at, at some people and say, you know, you know what, I don't know that they really deserve the gospel. You know, they're, they're Jewish, I'm not called to them. You know, they're from, they're from Asia, I'm not really interested. I'm not the apostle to the Asians. I'm, I'm not called to, to this people group or to that people group. His desire was to reach all men. And I believe that, that, you know, that in, in the broadest sense, not, not only was his desire to reach all kinds of men, we read in Revelation uh, chapter 5, verse 9, that there will, be, there will be people out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation at the throne of God someday. We, we know that there's a desire for all kinds, uh, every background. But I, I believe that the Apostle Paul undoubtedly had a desire for all men in, in the sense that every individual that he came across he wanted to see them come to Christ. 
Now, now no, no doubt, as he, as he says here, that I might save some, he understood that not all who hear the gospel will believe and be born again. Not all who, who are given the gospel message, and, and if, you've, if you've ever been on the streets, if you've ever knocked on a door, if you've ever gone on a mission trip, you know this to be true, that, that not every person that you share the gospel with uh, exactly enjoys the gospel message. They, I, I don't know why. I don't know how in, how, how in the, the, the mind of mankind someone would want to refuse an all-loving God who offers His Son on their behalf. I don't know why people reject it, but they do. And the Apostle Paul knew that. You, you can read in, in 1 Corinthians, uh, um, sorry, in Acts 17, that, that day where the Apostle Paul stood on Mars Hill and, and some people laughed, some people mocked, some people said, we'll hear you again. They said, we'll wait. But some people received the Word of God. They were changed. And, and so is true. But Paul desired that the gospel would go to all men. This is, this is again, as I said, the, the desire that, that God has that people from every kindred and tongue and people and nation would hear the gospel. 1 Timothy 2.4 says that Jesus will have all men to be saved. Romans uh, 10.23 says there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you and I are going to reach the lost, then let us have a heart for all men, for all women, for all children. Whether that's from, from South America or Africa or Asia, whether that's an a, 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 a absurd people group who, who we don't like the way they live, whether those are those who live in the slums in the city who don't have anything, whether they're ones who live on the highways and the hedgewoods, they, they live on the side of the road and, and they're rejected by the world. Paul even says this, that I, I was willing to make myself weak. To the weak became I weak, that I might gain the weak. Paul was, was willing, in fact, in 1 Corinthians, uh, uh, before this, he, he says he, was, he became a fool in the world's eyes. He was hungering, he was thirsting, he, he didn't have any of his needs, and in a sense, Paul became a homeless man that he might re reach the homeless of this world. Paul, Paul did not look at, at, the, at the man who had the biggest wallet and think, that's the man I want to reach to be a part of my church. He loved all people. I wonder to you and I, do we have a desire with the Apostle Paul that's rooted in the heart of God that all men, every kind of man and every, every individual man and woman would be given that free offer of salvation? Jesus Christ said that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. I, I, wonder, I wonder this evening, who is lost? Who is lost? For all have sinned. Do we believe that all are lost? Well, those are, those, those are the ones that Jesus came for. Those are the ones that you and I have the responsibility to share the gospel for. All men. Notice, secondly, not only was His desire, not only should we have a model that we desire to see all men be saved, but this is, He says that I am made all things. All things. Now, this is it. Makes, makes it easy when, when the Scriptures give your points very clearly. All things, all men, all means, right? 
But notice this, all things. The Apostle Paul was willing to adapt himself. He was willing to conform himself to, to, all, to all things, whatever he needed to be. He says in verse 19 there that he made himself a servant unto all. He was willing to, to humble himself before, before all these people. He, he says, I became a Jew that I might win the Jews. Now, now, now some people think, well, well what, what do you mean by that? We see the, that the Apostle Paul had Timothy circumcised that it would not be a stumbling block to the Jews. But, but, but we know that it, it was not a, a requirement to salvation. We know that that was not a necessary thing. So why does he do it? The, the point is, is he was willing to accept the traditions that, that were necessary to reach the lost. Now obviously he's not going to stand against uh, what, what is biblical, what, what, what God has, has done, because he says that in verse number 21. He says, to them that are without the law is without the law. He says, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ. He says, I, I know that I'm under Christ. I know that I'm subject to the law of Christ. But, but if it is not in contradiction to the law of God, it is not in contradiction to what God has called me to be, then, then I will become all things to all men. I will try to desire to reach people and I'm willing to conform if, if that means that I, I move to a country where I don't wear shoes then I'll take my shoes off and walk barefoot if that means like Hudson Taylor I'm going to go to China and, and wear the Chinese outfit that I might reach inland China the, the Apostle Paul would say I'm willing to do that I'm willing to change my life I'm willing to eat different foods I'm willing to wear different fashions I'm willing to change my language my home my customs my traditions my styles whatever it is that I might save some He was willing to give up the comforts that he probably had in Antioch He was a wealthy man he was an intelligent man he was a man who had prominence in, in the government before he, he met the Lord Jesus Christ on the Damascus Road. He was a man who, who had it all together in the world sense. But he was willing to give it all up that he might save some. He was willing to give up. I, I wonder, and I, I, I consider my own life, and so often I, I feel myself drawn into the covetous habits of this world to think, man, I would like a bigger garden. I would like a bigger home. I'd like a better car. I, I would like more rooms in my house, uh, a bigger uh, office for all my books. I would like more books. I, I feel that covetousness. I, I'm no different than you. We, we all feel that, that draw at times that, man, I would like a better meal. I would like a better place to stay. Whatever that might be, that covetousness. But the Apostle Paul says, you know what? I'm willing to give it all up. He said, elsewhere in the scripture, he says, I count all things lost that I might gain. He, he was willing to give it all up that I might save some. I wonder, are we willing to give up our Western comforts that we might win the more? That we might gain some? That we might, by all means, save some? Are, are we willing? He's willing to adapt with the heart of God to reach all men we must be willing, as Christ, to humble ourselves as the Apostle Paul, becoming all things to all men. Now, I, I think in Philippians 2, there's a, the, the clear picture of how Jesus Christ superseded the Apostle Paul 
The Apostle Paul was, was willing to become a barbarian. He was willing to become a, a, a Jew, a Gentile, whatever it was to reach people. But look what Jesus Christ was willing to do to reach people. Philippians chap, chapter number 2, and, and starting there in verse number uh, 6, the Word of God says, Who being in the form of God, this is speaking of Jesus Christ, uh, verse number 5, Let this mind be in you. This is the, the mind of becoming all things, really. Let this mind be in you, which was also found in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. In other words, he was God. We, we, we recognize that. We understand that. Verse number 7, But he made, he, he made himself. Jesus Christ willingly submitted. He willingly became a servant. He willingly changed himself. He made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even to the death of, cro- death of the cross. What a, what, a, what a more beautiful picture of God Almighty making Himself all things to all men that He might reach us. God Almighty being willing to to take upon the form of a servant, to be made in the likeness of men. Why? That He might save some. That He might reach the lost. That Jesus Christ would die on the cross for the sins of the world. Wherefore, God hath also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, of things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I wonder, are you and I willing to adapt our culture and our lifestyle that we might save some? His desire, the model that the Apostle Paul had, was for all men. He was willing to become all things. And then the third thing you see here is this. I am made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. This speaks very specifically, I believe, about our resources. The Apostle Paul was willing, whatever it took, to to take all the means that he had to reach the lost. He was willing to invest He was willing to give his time, the extent of of it. He says, I'm willing to give everything. I'm willing to give everything that I have within within the law of God and and the call of Christ on my life. I'm willing to give everything that I have, that, that, that God has given me, that I might save some. He was willing to give his time, his talents, his car, his home, his money, his strength, his energy, his, his hospitality, his whatever he had. The Apostle Paul said, I'm willing to give it all. And I'm willing to become a fool for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake. I am willing to do whatever it takes that I might save some. And, and if we are honest tonight, if we, sitting in our seats and standing upon this pulpit tonight, if, if, if we were willing and, and honest with ourselves, I think most all of us would have to say, you know what, I'm not willing to go to the extent that the Apostle Paul did. I, I, I'm not there yet. I've not been there. I've not given everything. I've, I've not been willing to be what the Lord Jesus Christ would ask of me. You think of the... The Lord Jesus Christ, and, and again, uh, a, a perfect example, who was willing to give everything that he had 
The Lord Jesus Christ came to this earth and He said, Foxes have holes and the birds of the air have the nest, but the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay, lay His head. And I, I think most all of us here tonight would reject the, the prosperity gospel. We would reject that idea, but sometimes I think unknowingly and unbeknownst to ourselves, we, we live like we do believe it's true. We, we, we tear down our barns and build bigger. And I, I confess, I'm, that is me. I've been there. I am there. But the Apostle Paul says, I, I'm willing to give it all. In verse number 23, he says, And this I do for the Gospel's sake, for the good news of Jesus Christ, that there is a God in heaven that sent His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for sinners. Sinners like you and me. Sinners like the Apostle Paul who have experienced the forgiveness of our sins. Would we be people who are willing to reach the lost? Set your affection on things above and not on the things of this earth. That I might save some. I wonder tonight, are, are you with the Apostle Paul willing amongst all people to adapt our lives and to invest our resources that we might see souls come to Christ. I, 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 think, I think I've heard it said before that the work of world evangelism... Now, now, there are billions of people in this world who have never even heard a clear gospel presentation. But I've heard it said that the work of world evangelism... There's enough money in the church, and I mean that internationally, in the body of Christ. There's enough money to see the world evangelized today. I believe that. There's enough laborers already. I believe. There is a remnant as in Elijah's day. I believe that, that in, in this church even, there are the resources, the people, the, the means that God could see this whole city set ablaze. Do you, you know why? Because, because God Almighty can do it by Himself. If he, if he desires to use us, He will. The, the Scriptures say that if, if we won't glorify Him, then the rocks will cry out. So, so I, I fully comprehend that God is able and willing to do that work. I wonder though, are we? Are we willing to say with, with Isaiah, here am I, send me. I will go. I'm willing. And, and I, don't, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what I have to give. And and, and I measure and I think of, of, of my own family. I think of the, the wealth that the Lord has given me. Um, I think of all that. And, and, I, and, and the challenge, the, the battle, the, the wrestling in my heart and mind is there. But would we be people who could say this, that I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Lord, use us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we desire to desire that which we don't desire. Lord, I ask that You would make us men and women, children, who would be willing to give all that we have for Thy glory that we might save some. Give us that burning desire in us. I think of that quote of D.L. Moody, the world is yet to see a man fully given to the Lord. And I know that I'm not that man. Lord, make us those kind of people who would be willing 
to give everything, to devote our life fully to Thee. We pray these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.